We're talking about the Midah of Rachamim as the key. It's the Maftayach to our to our son's hearts. We'll discuss that more also in the context of of husband-wife is part of this discussion. Maybe that will be next week in Mitzvah Shem. The page that you have, we were just starting, the page that you have that says on Aponim Alponim. This Midah is Mizgala, the Midah of Rachman, the Parsha Yisro, now a parasha, the Torah says, Anarch Hashem Lakecha, Asher Tzisichem Eretz Yisraim. So Rashi brings down that Lefisha Nigla Biyom Kigiba Mohammed, that this past week, by Kriyas Yamsuf, Hashem was Mizgala, Hashem revealed himself, Kigiba Mohammed, like a powerful warrior, by Kriyas Yamsuf. But the Nigla Khan, by Harsinai, Rashi says, by Harsinai, Hashem is mezgalik his zokein mole rachemim, mole rachemim, like an older person filled with rachemim. Doesn't say mole ahava. It says kizokein mole rachemim. In other words, when those first words came out, this is what we're learning now. When those first words came from Hashem's mouth, kivyochel, anochi Hashem et lokecha. Here Rashi says that Hashem is Mizgala from Chazal. It's not Rashi to make this up. It's Kazokin Mole Rachamim. Mole Rachamim. It means that the Hisgalus of Anochi Hashem Lekacha, those first words that were spoken by Hashem, reveal this Midah of Zokin Mole Rachamim, filled with Rachamim. And the Swarim explain that it doesn't say Anochi Hashem Lekechem. It says, Anoche Hashem Lokecha. Hashem Lokecha means that somehow each person that was there, and this is the way the Torah was first given to us, and this is the way that Hashem Ezbach wants us to give Torah to our children. That when those first words of Anoche Hashem Lokecha came out, they were spoken in such a way where every single person felt that Hashem understands me. Anoche Hashem Lokecha. It wasn't a lecture of Hashem lo Kechem speaking to the Olam, even though there were so many people there. Zokin Malirachimim is at the Seder of Nesina Sator of Gilui Kreid Hashem in this world, which began by Maimon Hasina. It was in such a way of Anochi Hashem lo Kecha. Zokin Malirachimim. And we're learning that Malirachimim means that that ability, again, that ability not just to love our children, we all love our children, but the ability to enter into the mind and the heart and to feel what that child is going through. (coughs) And in ourselves, to come to that, that we need ourselves to remember that we're the biggest Rahmanas of all. That's what we were talking about at the end last week. The biggest Rachmanis of all, how desperately you and I are in need of Hashem's Rachman. But that's how the Torah was given. 
That's why every single Shemun Esrei we say, Hashivenu Avinu L'Sarasacha. Hashivenu Avinu L'Sarasacha. We say that every day, so three times a day, we don't think of what it means. Hashivenu Avinu L'Sarasacha. Karvinu Malkeinu L'Avadasacha. That's the second Madrega. But the beginning is to bring us back to you, Hashem. It's Hashivenu Avinu. It's through this midah of Kerachim of Alban to bring our children to Torah, to bring ourselves to Torah. It's only in thank It's only in that way of Hashivenu Avinu Sarasacha of Zokin Mole Rachamim. Now we began last week. Take a look at the page that you have in front of you. If not, look with the with the with the chaver next to you. This is from Rabbi Yitzhak Ginsburg, the Mashpia, big Mashpia in Chabad, I'm sure many of you have heard of. This is a sefer that he uh, the, of his Torah is on the subject of chinuch and the different models of mechanchim. That's what this is about. And the name of the sefer is a good one. It's panim al panim. That's what that's what we're talking about. That's what chinuch is all about. So we began with Rav Ginsburg's introduction to this piece from the from the Kedushas Levi. Let's just go quickly from the top of the page. We read this last week. Let's just take a second to review. Yes, sir, Al-Kain, Muzba ki etzim nefilosu shal tzadik, ha-rebi o ha-mashpia na'ada al-manas la'av sheloi la'asik b'chinach. Now remember, in order for us to have rachamim on our boys to feel what they're going through, especially in this sugya that is the subject of our shiurim, the Indian, the struggle of Kedushas Habriz, in order for us to relate to the boys <coughs> and to be able to help them, we have to feel the difficulty of what they're being challenged with, and we have to have rachamim. We have to have rachamim. For that boy, where he is. And because of this, the Svamak Doshim tell us that oftentimes the tzaddik, the rebbe, the mashpia, the parent, oftentimes is sitting on a certain high horse when he looks at his kid. Or when the tzaddik sees his oilam. That the tzaddik, from his perspective, is in a certain place, and he has expectations that the oilam come to him. The parents are in a certain place. Father goes to shul, the father davens. And and he expects that his son should come to Shulanda. He's not a baby anymore. He's 14, 15, 16. What are you lying there in bed? It's Shabbos, what are you doing? He expects that the that the boy will come t- to that place. So the Swarm say that sometimes, in a very mysterious way, Hashem brings the tzaddik or the mashpia, the mechanech, the father, through a nefila, through a certain nefila of his own. And from that place where he falls sometimes far and deep <coughs> off that high horse, then from that place where he is at the bottom, he's able to look at, at his son, or the tzaddik, at the chassidim, the rebbe, the boys, and so on, is able to look with more compassion. You understand? With more compassion. Sometimes we lose our compassion. We lose our Achimim. I spoke about this last week. 
where we don't understand why the boys are so attracted to girls, <laughs> and what and what what is it about the Indian of Kedusha that's such a great challenge for them? We're completely delusional. It wasn't. We're not that old. There's nobody here that's ninety years old. So, how does that happen that we don't have Rachmanus on the boys? And when I say Rachmanus, of course, I'm not. Doesn't mean to, it's 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 a hutra haritzu that the, that we tell our boys go ahead. Why don't you take a take a couple of weeks, go to Berkeley, meet a nice girl, you know, make uh, join a demonstration or protest, come back when you're ready. We're not talking about hefker. But where does the anger come from the parents? Where do the demands come from that are unrealistic? The expectations that are unrealistic. The terror says that it could be that it's been a while since we were in that place, on the floor, on the bottom. So Hashem has a mysterious way of bringing even a tzaddik, a mechanech, a rabbi, a mashpia, a parent, to a place of humility. And from that place of humility, you can teach. You can you can feel what the other one is going through, because you yourself are going through it, and you that and you know that you yourself, if not for Hashem's rachamim, if not for Hashem's rachamim, for you, you would never ever be able to manage at all. You wouldn't survive. So that's what he's explaining here. Then the feel itself makes a person qualified to teach, to give over. Again, teaching here does not do the profession. That also, but we're talking about teaching parents, children. Only when you identify with the matzav that the mechunach, that the one that you're trying to teach, only by identifying with his matzav, can you be an effective teacher yourself? Can you be an effective father by identifying with the child? I'm not talking about Rishoyim, but the Swarm talking about the Tzaddik and being Makar of the Rishoyim. The Tzaddik, in order to be Makar of the Russia, has to taste a little bit of that world of the Russia. He has to, he has to taste it, or else he's, or else he's in a different, on a different planet and he's not able to make that connection. Sometimes parents and children just drift apart, and the and the parent is as kid sees that the father lives on another planet. Even though it wasn't that long ago, the father was very much a part of the kid's planet. There was somebody the other day who was talking to me in frustration about how he 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 has a teenage son, and he goes to practice hockey twice a week at night, but he doesn't want to go to seder on Thursday night to Mishma. To learn, what's wrong with him? So I said, "What's wrong with him?" You, if you ask me, what can we do to try? Can we talk about getting him to Mishma? I, I understand that, but you're starting off like, "What's wrong with him? That he goes to hockey and he doesn't want to go to Mishma? What's wrong with him? Why is something wrong? Why is what's wrong? What's, what's, what's wrong about that?" So he, he's going to be Jerusalem. What do you mean? It says in the Gemara and it says in the Mishnah. I said, what's wrong with that? He's a teenage boy growing up in America. You made certain choices. And he goes to a certain type of a school and he has a certain kind of a cherva. These were the choices that you made. You didn't decide with your wife. You don't want to live in, in Mezharm. You don't want to live in Gula. You don't want to live in B'nai Brak or Lakewood. You made certain choices. And he wants to play hockey. Well, what do you think about that? <laughs> That's like a chiddush to you. He likes playing hockey. 
and he doesn't want he doesn't he doesn't want to go to Mishmak. Why wouldn't he want to go to Mishmak? Can you figure that out? <coughs> when I was in yeshiva, we had Mishmak Thursday night, and we used to stand online. They gave us like as a prize, you can get you were able to get French fries. They had French fries, and there was a guy missing four fingers. They used to hold the thing and give us French fries. I remember that to this day, like that. He would give us how he did that with the how he somehow managed to give us the French fries. <coughs> that was the prize. You know, there were reasons why we weren't so crazy about going to Mishma. And there were other things in life that we were interested in doing. So sometimes the tzaddik has to fall into the world of the Russia. So let's see. These are the words of Kedusha's Levi. Why did Hashem create such a mitzvah? That this is a tzaddik who's an oivet and he reaches a certain place in his life. Again, we have to translate parent, rabbi, and so on, who reaches a certain place in his life and then suddenly he slips into something not good. Halolachara. Why this, so why does Hashem you'd think that at, at this point in his life there'd be a, there'd be a uh, he was that Hashem should keep him in a certain place. Hashem he already reached the top of the mountain, so take care of him. Hashem created such an Indian. Even if the tzaddik himself has chosen to stay at the top of the mountain, like Moshe Rabbeinu, Hashem says Leich Raid. You know why? Kishiches Amcha. Leich Raid. Go down. Because Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, you're their Rebbe. Lech Reid, Kishiches Amcha. Because your people are going through Hashchos or something bad. And you don't get them up here on top of the mountain. You're not going to be able to help them by standing on top of the mountain. <clears throat> so even the Moshe Rabbeinu would spend his life on the top of the mountain. The Bereshim says to him, Lech Reid, Kishiches Amcha. Kishiches Amcha. Your people. So the Bedichvah explains, Halalachayru hu yoyse toiv, shayamot tzadik tomer alamda. Isn't it better that the tzaddik should always stay stay on his madrig on the mountain? Lava the shemesbach b'seichel gadol to serve Hashemesbach b'seichel gadol tremendous depth of understanding. V'le'ahayiv oisah ahavishleimah and to be filled with a with a perfect love for Hashem. It would be better for the tzaddik to be able to be stable in that place. Dovizah omah b'al shem tovzal. <coughs> that when the tzaddik falls from his madrega, and the tzaddik is mischazek to make the climb again up the mountain. He's mischazek to make that climb. And to come back to his former Madrega, that place on the mountain. Mizen Nivru and Nishamas. This creates souls. This is the language of the Balsham and the Mizishamag. It creates Nishamas. In other words, Hashem intentionally throws the Tzadik off the mountain, his Madrega, and then the Tzadik has to begin to like claw his way back up. But his journey up is in such a way that it brings others with him. Others that were not there. 
that had no way themselves to get to the top of the mountain. And now the tzaddik, since he's at the bottom, and at the bottom is the the island is down there, and now the journey up, he takes with him neshamas. Like a person who's trying to pull his friend out of schmutz, out of dirt, out of mud, whatever, <coughs> filth. You can't stand there on this. Uh, you can't stand there on this and say, keep, oh, "Come on, come on, keep on. You'll be okay. You'll be okay." The guy's the guy's sinking. He's dying. <coughs> Teres says, "You have to. You have to go down." You go down and you, and, and you have to go and get yourself into that place to pull your friend out. Going down to pull your friend out. Lech reikish iches amcha. Kmochen mizen nivru nishmas geirim. It's a very, very deep Torah. Not only, not only on the Shamas of Jews brought up, but sometimes the tzaddik when he's in that place, was so out of character for him. When he's in that place, on his madrega, far from Ahavas Hashem, he just doesn't feel that connection, and he and, and he becomes like a, like, in some way, a simple person, and he brings himself back up. So he brings not only the shamas of Jews, but he even brings he brings up Geirim. He brings out Geirim that was stuck in a very very low place. Jews that were originally Jews, and they fell into a very bad place of mud, of filth. <coughs> The souls of Geirim. From this nefila of the tzaddik, and he's himself, but very humbled. Off the horse, down from the mountain. This is what he heard from his Rebbe, the Mizit and the Bedichva continues, and he says, and that is alluded to in the Pasuk at the beginning of Shir Shir, Hashem, draw me, pull me, and then we will run after you. It's interesting it doesn't say Mashcheni Acharecha Arutza. Draw me out and I will run after you. It's Mashcheni Acharecha Narutza. In the Chabad Swarm, it's the Nefesh Elkis and the Nefesh Bahamas that's speaking. I will, with every part of my being, I will come after you. So he explains, the Bidditch explains, Shafilu Be'ez Shinafalmi Medrega also, even when the Tzaddik has fallen from his Madrega. And he cannot serve Hashem in the place that he's now in. He can't serve B'Shleimus. He's not on the level of doing things L'Shma. He's fallen to a place where he has Cheshbonus of Shalor L'Shma, like for Haba, whatever. Which is referred to as you know, many of you know, in Avodah Hashem, as Acharayim, from behind. In other words, when things are going great, that's called Panim B'Panim, right? <coughs> face to face. Panim El Panim, Panim B'Panim. This is a different thing too, we're not going into the Chilik right now. When things are going well, that's called Panim B'Panim. When the Tzaddik is at the top of the mountain, when, when he's in the place of Ahava and Shlemus, that's called 
upon him, upon him. So why does Hashem throw the tzaddik into a place that's acharayim, where he's trying to keep things, even though it's not anywhere anywhere near his usual place, his madrega? That's called acharayim. So Hashem wants the tzaddik to be able to bring others out. Because Hashem has rachmanas on the, on, on the neshamas of Jews and on the neshamas of Geirim that don't know how to get out, that don't know how to make that trip up the mountain. They're just stuck at the bottom. Like many of the like many of our children. Don't know how to climb. So the tzaddik is thrown down from the mountain to that place, <clears throat> which is called Acharayim, which is not Panama Panam. It's a place that's cold. It's without it's without the same relationship that the tzaddik is used to. That even when the tzaddik has fallen from his madrega and he's stuck in a place that's called Acharecha, not put him upon him, Acharecha, coldness, distance. Imkolze Narutza. Despite that, Narutza. On a deeper level, it means, as I said before, the Nefesh Alakis and Nefesh Bahamas, but what the Bedichvah is alluding to here is that Narutza means that when I make my effort to climb out of the hole that I'm in, then I'm able to bring others Narutza, not just myself, not Mashcheni Acharecha. When I'm in a state of Acharecha, I'm asking Hashem, Mashcheni, help me. It doesn't say Arutza, I will run. It means that when I struggle to climb out, I will bring others with me, Narutza. I'll bring I'll bring others with me that don't know how to do that, Narutza. Umeschazik es atzum bechal yechalta lachzer veloshev al mokem harishon. There's there's a teaching from the tzaddikim on this that the whole Indian of Shama Hazakim, that person who came to convert while standing on one leg, right? That Shama, why are you standing on one leg? Like on Shabbos, that, and that, and that, Hillel pushed him away with the Amas Abinion, right? Uh, pushed him away, and, and Hillel Zakim was Makarvim. How? With Vehafta Vehakamaycha. That what happened to you, what happened to you, uh, you know, the other person is going through right now. Vehafta Vehakamaycha Zil Gemar. So this tzaddikim explained an amazing thing over there. How this gear was brought into into Yiddishkeit. After he was rejected by Shammai, so Hillel Hazakin said to him, you want me, you're asking me for Yiddishkeit al-regalachas. Al-regalachas, the tzaddikim explained, means you want to be secure in your Yiddish guide. You're prepared to convert, but only under the condition that everything will be al regalachas, which means you'll never ever fall. It'll be that way till 120. Because after all, it's pretty scary to become a Jew, because then you become chayv and mitzvahs, and there's a shibud of Torah and mitzvahs, and Havairis can get you into a bad place. So you're asking me that this is what Hillel is saying. You're asking me, me meaning the tzaddik, 
you're asking me to, that you want to convert to Yiddishkeit, but there's a tnai, <coughs> there's a condition. The condition is that it will work. It will be our regalachas. It, it will be. So Hillel's answer is the following. That which you hate for yourself, don't do to somebody else, right? That's what he said. What he's saying is the following. Reb Ger, how do you think? Where did you come to think about climbing out of the filth that your whole life was in? What gave you that idea to all of a sudden turn things around? I'll tell you where you got the idea. Because there was a fine Elechiyid that fell into the schmutz. And he's trying to get out. And as we just learned that when the tzaddik tries to get out, he brings the nishmas, the neshamas of Geron with him. So you would like to live a You want to have a Yiddishkeit without any failures. It should be our regalachas. It should be easy, it should be good, it should be clear. No setbacks, no yuridas. <coughs> but the only way that you yourself got out is because somebody came to get you. Somebody came to get you. Whether he planned on going to get you, Hashem sent him to get you, he came there to get you. Otherwise, you wouldn't have had this idea to come back to Hashem. Because there was someone else who came to get you. So what, what the tzaddikim are teaching us is that to bring others out, you, we have to, as parents, as tzaddikim, in quotations, mashpiyim and so on, we have to go down to get them. We scream at them that they should come up. Sometimes they do. If you if you have a kid like that, Ashrach of a That's Gavaldic. If you have a kid like that that just jumps and starts climbing and, and you say, Come on, he comes up and he's and he's ready for the trip and everything is good, Ashrach of a that you should be very, very grateful to Hashem Azbar. But what about the kid that's at the bottom? And he's not interested in climbing. So there are a lot of Jews like that. And they're in the Shams of Gerim like that. So what the tzaddikim are teaching is that Hashem has His ways of throwing us off the mountain. We don't have to wait till that happens to be humbled. Empathy, rachma means not God forbid to go down. And any you read this now, it Hashem chas We have to keep everything 100 percent as much as we can. So our choice is to go down from the mountain and to enter into the life of that child. In order to in order to bring him up, you have to go down to him. That doesn't mean losing our madragas. We could accomplish the, that by remembering how far we ourselves are from the top of the mountain. Bears. We're not bedichas. We're not mizrachamagids how far we are. When he talks about tzaddik, we're using this Torah. Ginsburg is using this Torah to, for a mechanic, for a parent. And he explains, This description of the Bedichev, of the tzaddik going through a nefila, and that the tzaddik is meschazik, 
to make the climb back up. In Tanya, Oides and the Philos, Oives al Tzadik, within the Alter Rebbe speaks about this. Sheva Yipol Tzadik Vakav, then the Philos of the Tzadik. Ma'al Chayvos, Allah Hazig Maimed Behen, and the the Achrayis of the Tzadik to be strong during his Nefilis. Ha'chidish Oilam and Advarmhu. The Chidish that comes out from this Torah that we're learning now is this. Shem Eve Lakach. That in addition to the responsibility of a person that when he's going through the Nefila, to be Mechazik himself, to strengthen himself, to return to that point where he began at the top, to get back to that himself, which is called the Havas Oilam, about with the tzaddik, but it's called the habas. I don't know if your uh, original madrega. Harisha kol atzma shel hanefila. The whole point of the nefila. This is what the tzaddikim are teaching us: is leibar ela almanas laavsher laadam lehisdahais im kol mechunach. It's to enable the person, the tzaddik. That's why this. That's why the tzaddik goes through this, to enable the tzaddik to be able to identify with his chasidim. With those who are, with those who are sent to him, that he has a responsibility to bring them up. Hanimtzebekatnus, <coughs> who's in a place of katnus, the boy that's in a place of katnus, the chassid, the student, whatever, who's in a place of katnus, of smallness, who doesn't have these hasagis. So then, the feel of the tzaddik, and the effort of the tzaddik to ascend, is not just mysteriously bringing the Shamas of Geir, uh, they're talking about very deep things. But in Yaneinu, it means, the only way that you could be an effective teacher, parent, tzaddik, mashpia, and so on, is by identifying with the student, with the kid, is by feeling what it's like to be in a place that's very dark and out of character out of character that feeling opens up within the person the midah of Rachem of Kirachim of Albanan Kirachim of Albanan to remember the Rachmanus on ourselves and what's happened to us and our own nefilas as parents our own nefilas as husbands our terrible nefilas our failures on so many levels that humbles us and gives us the ability to look at a child with compassion instead of the crazy kapedas that we always have. To look at a child with compassion. We'll talk more about looking at a wife with compassion <clears throat> instead of anger with compassion. I want to share with you, we'll end, we'll end with this today, in in this in the translation of Panam El Panam, which is called The Art of Education, which is an amazing safe. Again, I said to you this last week, I don't know, I don't know if you can, uh, I don't know if it's around, it goes, it goes to the, the ten spheres and each sphere in terms of how it's to be used in, edu- in, edu- in education and so on. This uh, of Ginsburg, of Yitzhak Ginsburg. He brings here a mice on page 149 from the Mittler Rabbi. I'm just going to read it to you. Rabbi Dovber, the Mittler Rabbi of Chabad, would periodically travel through the villages of White Russia 
for the group of disciples of Chassidim. The Mittle Rebbe would go to see the Chassidim in different places. They would stay a few days in each town, and the Rebbe would spend the entire time seeing people one by one, answering questions, counseling, and giving brachas. His, vis- his visits were a time of enthusiasm and rejoicing. But one afternoon, the Mittler Rebbe suddenly shut the door to his quarters and refused to see any more people. His students assumed that he was tired <coughs> from the voyage and from seeing so many people and assumed that he was taking a nap and would soon return to his duties. But after a much longer time passed, they became concerned. And some of the elder Hasidim went to see if there was anything wrong. As they approached the door, they heard the Rebbe, they heard the Rebbe crying from the depths of his heart and reciting Tehillim. You following? It's a little bit hard without looking inside. Yeah. They reported what they had heard to the other Hasidim, as well as the people in the waiting room, and everyone began to say Tehillim. They didn't know what was going on, but the Rebbe was crying, and he was locked in, and he sang Tehillim. So Hasidim figured something terrible was going on, they started to say Tehillim while trembling from fear over what possible calamity had perhaps caused the Rebbe to act this way. Mestama the Rebbe knew of some terrible thing that was going to happen, and that's why he, he, he was shut in and, and crying and davening. After a while, the Rebbe began reciting Mincha, but his Hasidim realized that he was adding the special insertions that are normally recited only during Aseris Samei Tshuva between Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. I don't know what that means. I don't know what he's saying. I don't know, but he was adding from the davening of, of, Yom, of the Sesame Tshuva. The time when Jewish people are particularly involved with Tshuva. Everyone became frightened and concerned. Since most of the Chassidim were fasting, as is the custom on the day that one gets an audience with the Rabbi Yechidis, the, in Chabad, <coughs> the Chassidim, when they had a day of Yechidis with the Tzadik, that entire day they would fast when they had an appointment to see the tzaddik, they would fast. So the, most of the chassidim were already fasting because they were there waiting for Yechidus. It was their turn. <coughs> so they conducted mincha as on a fast day. Anenu, they conducted like on a fast day. Later that evening, in the shul, the Rebbe spoke about the power of tears, <coughs> the Torah and Tehillim, to cleanse the soul of its impurities. On the following day, the Rebbe was very tired and was forced to spend the entire day resting in his quarters. He resumed private audience only on the next day. The Chassidim did not know what to make of the whole event. See, here's the end. And this, when I saw this, I ripped my kishkas out. Such a strong reminder of how off I am and how much harder I have to work. And we all have to. A few days later, one of the elder Hasidim got up the courage to ask the Rebbe about the reason for all that had transpired. A wave of sadness passed across the Rebbe's face, but he regained his composure and explained. When a person comes to me seeking counsel for the illnesses that plague his heart, it is necessary for me to find something of that same blemish in myself. Without rectifying and repenting over the same blemish as found in myself, I cannot offer a solution to that individual. Any time that a Jew would come to the Rebbe and talk about his problem, which could have been like you know, all kinds of serious stuff, people have problems. 
the Rebbe would look within himself and to try to find it in, in, in a dachistic way, not actually, but to find in more of a dachistic way, a subtle way, how he had been in violation of that. Like the Maisif from the Balsham Kodesh, when the Balsham was Shabbos, that he was so upset that he saw Chal Shabbos, because the Tzaddik is called Shabbos, and he wasn't Mechabit HaTamal Chalchem, it's called Shabbos, and he realized on some level he wasn't Mechabit HaTamal Chalchem properly. Why did I see this? Why did I go through this? So the Mitzvah said, without rectifying and repenting over the same blemishes found in myself, if I don't come to that in myself, what a Rachmanis I am, what, what a Rachmanis I am, I cannot offer a solution to that individual. If I don't come down from the mountain, if I don't, if I don't come to that place of Lech, Reiki, Shichas, Amcha, how am I supposed to help Amcha? How could I offer a solution? How could I give, how could I give advice? On that particular day, the Rebbe explains, he's telling what happened. So on that particular day, whatever, the other day, last week, one of the people who came to see me related something that disturbed me terribly. Furthermore, I was unable to find the same subtle point with which to identify with him in myself. I guess it was just like so crazy. I'm sure the Rebbe would be now. Like, <laughs> so, It was so crazy that the Rebbe said, I, I went all the way into myself. I couldn't find an akuda. I couldn't find a point in myself on some, you know, vital distant, darkest dick away. I couldn't find a point in myself to identify with this guy. I was so out of my orbit. I couldn't identify with it. This was frightening. Why was it frightening? So why didn't the middle of everybody tell him, why don't you go see the vision or something? <laughs> why was it frightening? So this is why it was frightening. This was frightening because it meant that the fault was present but was hidden in the unconscious depths of my heart. You hear how the tzaddik thinks? It was frightening because if he came to me, it must be that I do have this, but I'm hiding from it, and I can't find it. It's hidden in the unconscious depths of my heart, in which case its influence was not under my control. And this is just a yid, a chassid that came to see the rabbi. You and I don't believe that our children were sent to us? Our children were sent to us. For this reason, I, I immediately began to daven, to bring this floor out from a state of concealment. So the tshuva, the davening, and the whole Yom Kippur, tshuva, was to bring this floor out of myself from a state of concealment into a state of conscious awareness, and thereby I would be able to place it under my control. I'd be able to climb the mountain. But my, 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 my finding this in myself and having compassion on the chassid in his failure and asking Hashem to have compassion on me and to help me, I need your rachamim more than my son needs. I need your rachamim more than my son. Our children, their kids, they don't know. They just started. They're just starting. They don't know. 
they're not sure how to control themselves, their emotions, their bodies. They don't know. We were talking about that a few weeks ago. They don't know what to make of any of this. So, so you have the, the father that finds that his son was looking at something bad on the phone. I'm not saying it doesn't need to have discipline. But you can't discipline. That's what the middle of every saying. Unless you find the flaw in yourself, you understand? It's the Aleph, the Aleph of Hashpah is Rachamim, not Ahava. Hashem gave us the Torah, Zokain Mole Rachamim. We want to give Torah to our children. Zakainim, Meleim, the elders, that's us, have to be Meleim Rachamim. Rachamim means Shalom. I went to Yeshiva. I've been going to Shul for 30, 40, 50 years. I I heard a million shirim. I learned Musa. I learned Chassidus. I did this. I did that. I went to the mikvah a thousand times. My kid's fourteen years old. I don't understand him. Instead, I'm going to I'm going to break him with anger. I'm going to break break him with 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 a, with a discipline that's not lefi. That's not according to the crime. You understand punishment that doesn't fit the crime. What about my crimes? with all the mikvahs and with all the shuls and with all the davening, with all the learning. What about my crimes? When the person begins to be misbeining in that, at the middle of and he begins to do tshuva, and he asks Hashem, help me to understand in myself, where is my son in, my, in me? Because the kind says that pnimiyas ha'av bebein, the inner essence of the father is to be found in his son. Those are the words of Absaldik. That means that if there's something wrong with my son, there's something wrong with me. And if I want to bring my son out, I have to do truth for myself and I have to ask Hashem to help me, Mashcheni, Acharecha, Narutza, and then and then I can bring my son with me. Not just magically in some Kabbalah thing. Because if I if I am humbled and I and I ask for Hashem to have Rachmanis on me, because I'm such a pathetic Rachmanis then I could have compassion on my son. And when I have compassion <coughs> on my son, then I'm entering into that amazing world of Yaakov, of, 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 of Ashapodes Avram, that Yaakov redeems Avram. <coughs> Yaakov is the Midah Rachman that has the ability to bring out from the dirt the Midah of Chesed of Ahava that's not working. <coughs> it's just not working. We all love our boys, but it doesn't necessarily work. Without becoming the boys, that doesn't mean to act silly. On some level, it does. We have to do things. Have to, uh, I was just talking to somebody. He was telling me he goes every Sunday to coach his son's team. Or and he, like you know, and how much appreciation do you get from your son? Like for for going every Sunday to coach. No, it's not such a high drag. You understand? So he said to him, like, you think I want to do that with my life? Like to, like you know with a bunch of little kids to like show them how to do this and do that. They said, I, you know, got other things to do with my life. But to be Mole Rachmim means many things. It means many, many things. And if it means coaching, it means coaching. Whatever it, whatever it takes to be able to get down from the mountain without God forbid doing anything bad. Not anything bad, Chas Hashem. Because when the, because when the child understands, not intellectually, when his neshama knows 
that my father's not speaking to me from the top of the mountain, but he's down here with me at the bottom of the mountain, then he's ready to hold your hand. And then, Acharecha Narutza. When a person acknowledges the Acharecha of his own life, then it's able to be Narutza, then he's able to take someone else with him. But if a person doesn't have that, he somehow has forgotten what that means, and he imagines himself to always be at that place, and he's not able to have compassion on the, on the other, especially to have compassion on the, on, the, on the son. So then the son always feels that my father is, is just weird. I'm sorry to use that horrible word. Weird is another way of saying that my father's over here, and I don't know what he's talking about. He's a great guy. I admire him. He's amazing. He davens, he goes to Shiram. But I don't know what he's talking about. So for me, it's not, it's not me. It doesn't speak to me. How could he pass? How could the Pathway be speaking to you? He's, if the father's too far away, the kid can't hear him. Compassion is that bridge that brings the father into the place of the mm-hmm. son. And then from there, when the father, like the Mittler Rebbe, Tshuva, Pnimis, myself, Rachmim, Rachmim, help me to understand Hashivenu Avinu. So then we could already begin to understand our children in a different way. <coughs> then you see that the biggest, biggest tzaddikim had compassion on the lowest Rishayim. How the Bedich of himself, what he had with such Rishayim when he was Isaac, that these tzaddikim have such compassion on the Rishayim. And we can't have compassion, our children are not Rishayim, they're just kids. Compassion, Rachman. Mr. Shem, next week we'll, we'll try to of this discussion of Rachman, how that works with creating borders. In the world of Rachman, how do we make these borders that we need to have with the kids? So we'll continue next week. Yeah, thanks,